When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and thank you for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. Uh, today's episode, we answer a piece of listener mail. Um, it's another therapist, actually, who's looking for some insight into work with one of her couples. So that was fun for us to kind of case study that together. We also have our first ever listener dad joke, which I'm excited about sharing. So stick around for that. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to some of our newest patrons um, Leanne and Rick and Ann all have become monthly supporters through Patreon. And I just want to really appreciate you out loud and let you know that it's because of people like you that we keep the lights on. And if you would like to become a person like Rick or Leanne or Ann and support the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It helps us um, edit and produce a great show. And you can visit marriagetherapyradio.com and click on the Patreon page. And then finally, one more thing Laura and I are teaching a workshop here in Seattle in June. We have room for about five more couples, and we'd love for you to join us. We uh, are doing the seven principles for making marriage work. It's on June 8th and 9th. That's a Saturday evening and a Sunday, and uh, it's a great time for us. I think our couples really benefit, and we would love for you to be a part of it. You can also find that at marriagetherapyradio.com. But for now, we're going to lean into the episode with uh, a question from a listener. And if you have questions, don't hesitate to send them to us. We'd love to chat with you about what's ever on your mind. Stick around. Good morning. Oh, do you, do you remember Good Morning Vietnam? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know when you start off and you always say good afternoon. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. Is that a song? Should... Is it a movie? No, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah, it's a movie, a Robin Williams movie where he like is a, a disc jockey in Vietnam and he's just kind of, he's Robin Williams basically, Superman <sighs> all over the place. It just yeah. made me very sad just for a moment, right? Robin Williams is no longer with us. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think his energy lives on. It's hard to believe he's gone. You know what stinks, though? You know what I'm anti? I'm anti live action Disney movies. Are you talking about? Well, Aladdin just came (laughs) out. Aladdin, yeah. Yeah. And like, why do you need? We don't need this. Or Beauty and the Beast or Lion King. I don't think we the don't need kids any of enjoy it. It's for the parents because it, think about it. Like they're bringing back the, the my generation. I grew up with 
Pasadena. We grew up with the Lion King. I wish that our audience could see the facial expressions. (laughs) Um, Whatever. (laughs) All right. I was trying to think of how to sing that song. It's like, uh, Topanga, Bag of Marbles, or whatever. I love it. What are you up to? What are you doing? Uh, Well, I just got back from a trail run. So that kicked kicked my ass. By the way, this month, what's your thing this month? What is that? What is it? Uh, my focus for the month. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. I completely prompted him, by the way, before I was like, hey, ask me how what my thing is for the month. That is not cool. You're not supposed to do that. That ruins the <laughs> spontaneity of it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I decided that this month I'm going to be focusing on my gut health. So I tried to give oh, up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I tried to give yeah. up dairy a while ago. And I have been experiencing this odd dip of energy. I get eight hours of sleep. Mm. I wake up in the morning. I'm still tired. I, between 11 and three in the afternoon, I just want to sleep. I get really sleepy Um, and I'm healthy in general. So anyway, I, I made an appointment and I've had all these labs done. I did like three poo tests. I did the blood draw. I did the saliva. So um, this month I'm working on figuring out what's going on with either my gut, which I'm fascinated by gut health. It is supposed to be like the new brain Um, and it's tied to your wellness a lot of times people would say that if you are depressed or anxious, you should be looking at what you're fueling your body with because your gut um, is really in charge more than your brain is in charge of releasing. Mm. Yeah. You haven't heard this? Oh, I'm uh, I mean, you. I've heard parts of it. My, yeah, I've heard parts of this. Yeah. It's usually when somebody's trying to sell me something, though. Mm, I don't want to sell you anything but yeah. good health. So that's what oh, I'm working on. And sweet. I'm really... I'm excited. And we did have an opinion because I asked, I said, hey, if anybody knows what's going on with my body and my energy, let me know. And uh, our good friend, Sean, who you said has lots of opinions, he he passed it along that I'm overtraining, which I strongly disagree with. Because I think if exercising one hour a day is overtraining, then that's bull pucky. Hey, um, the good news is he only had like 10 or 15 words. He didn't have like Right. 3,000. Yeah. An email. Are you <laughs> yeah. telling me I'm getting too wordy? What's happening with you? What's going no, on? No, I'm, tell- I'm telling you, I'm telling you that Sean, sometimes when he, when he tells us things, he tells us yes. things with very many words. Yeah. Well, he yeah. has a large lexicon. Yeah. Just like you. I invented the word sexicon last night. Did you? Yeah. Is I was it hanging a out with the buddy. No, I was just hanging out with the buddy and we were talking, no, we were talking about, um, this book that he's writing and he, and all of how the words that uh, describe sex were created by the monks mm. because they were trying to chart uh, their lexicon was really trying to include sex and shame. And he said the, the lexicon. And I was like, sexicon. Oh, I yeah. like it. I yeah. like it. It's like secretary. Yeah. I was um, hoping what's going on by with the me? way. I, well, um, what'd you say? I don't want to interrupt you. I want you to continue. Oh, I was going to tell you that, uh, I'm also working on health, but it's mental health. I've been seeing my therapist and she's kicking my butt. Yeah. 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 We were talking about that. Like, what does that mean? I told her, I said the first time I said, uh, so we, Laura and I both have said several times that neither of us is very good at individual therapy. And I, mm-hmm. and I, per, part of it is cause I don't know how it works. I have no idea how it works, but I'm starting to get it a little bit, mm. which is the experience I'm having is like when you have stuff that you're, that you are kind of trying to manage in silence, like whatever it is, your, your, your family pain or trauma or, you know, just different 
struggles or mm-hmm. fears and you and you bring them out into the the noise to, if you speak them out loud then the ways that you tend to manage them in silence don't become as effective and so yeah. you have to like actually face your stuff and integrate it and not be so compartmentalized and mm-hmm. man it's just like it's not killing me. It's great. It's wonderful. It's just it's like, just unearthing oh, a lot. Yeah, you've been, you've been working really hard, probably for a long time, to just keep yeah. it under. Yeah, like the thirty years, like yeah. thirty years or so. It's no yeah. big deal. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and now um, your therapist is uh, unearthing a lot for you, and you're you're okay. talking about it. Two things. Yeah, um, I want to get into our thing because I think we're doing mailbag right, and one of them is yes. I wish we had um, a I wish jingle. we had. A jingle, like a mailbag mail jingle. Mailbag, mailbag. Yeah. What you yeah, got yeah. in that mailbag? But the first email, I want to shout out to our buddy Dustin, who wrote um, with a very important request that there be more dad jokes on the podcast. That's true. And also, he offered one up for us. So this okay. is Dustin's son's favorite joke. Are you ready? I'm ready. Why did the queen go to the dentist? Why? To get her teeth crowned. <laughs> <laughs> I have the so, old lady laugh. Are you ready for it? <laughs> um, anyway, that's from Dustin. And Dustin, we, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hook you up, buddy. Don't worry about it. We got your back. And okay. tell your son, thank you for the joke. And also <laughs> it's time for a mailbag. Mailbag, mailbag. mailbag. Yeah. What's, what's up? You got something? Mailbag. Yeah. Let me click over. Um, you sent me like. 10 emails this morning, which means we have a lot to work with, but, um, I know some we're going to, we, we picked just one, I think, right. Or two. Yes. Yes. One. So we picked this one mostly because some of the emails that we've been getting from our listeners, we have already planned to have an episode in the future. So stay tuned. Um, yeah. okay. So this email is talking about, says, um, there's a couple and they keep coming up against an obstacle. The male partner has had some po- po- past trauma that keeps constantly, uh, he keeps constantly questioning his wife about what she buys at the store, what she eats, what she hangs on the walls. And he explains that he just wants to understand and that he just wants to be in- included in decisions, but she can't help but feel distrusted and somewhat demoralized. He also insists that every decision must be a compromise between the two of them, regardless of how small or seemingly arbitrary the decision may seem. So uh, what says you, Zachary? All right. Well, two things jump out at me. One is, um, I don't know that this has anything to do with past trauma. This email says it seems that the male partner has some past trauma. I don't know if that's the case or not, but you can't just make that assumption. You got to explore that and figure out what's going on for him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not my work, right? Or rather, that's what I'm learning about in individual therapy is that maybe you do stuff that you can't explain because something's going on for you, but it's not always trauma. It could just be, just be a relationship dynamic, personality. But here's the other thing. Um, so that's me kind of just pressing a little bit on the therapist, the the person who wrote the email, Ruth. That's a cool name. I love the name Ruth. Do you? Um, I do. It's biblical. Yeah, but it's like it's cool. I kind of think I kind of feel like Ruth is like sixty, but I sort of hope she's like twenty eight because does be it remind cool you a- of a candy bar? And that's no. why you like it. No, that's why no, I no. like it. I just think it's cool. There's my my. Uh, my Mary, the younger daughter, her third grade teacher, who was like 28, her name was Louise. Mm-hmm. I mean, like how many Louises are 28 years old or yeah. Ruths are 28 yeah. years old? Anyway, it doesn't matter. So that, um, this is what I think. I, I 100% disagree 
that every decision must be a compromise between the two of you. I think mm-hmm. um, when I'm teaching couples often about decision-making, I, I kind of want to remind them that there's generally about five kinds of decisions in every relationship. And I hold up my hand like this. I feel it an ebook coming on, by the way. No, 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 Because no. all of it's, our ebooks is, are five things. I think five. Yeah, but this I, is so easy, though. This is like not. So, so I hold up my hand like this. And so my thumb and my pinky are, are decision one and decision five. Okay. Right. Got it. One and one and five are decisions that you're allowed to make without any input at all from your partner. It's like, should I get gas before or after lunch? Mm. Or should I stop at the grocery store that's close to my house or close to my office to pick up the jelly that we need? You know, okay. like those decisions, it, it's ridiculous to assume somehow that I need to check in with my partner to figure out if I should get gas before or after lunch, mm-hmm. you know? So then the next two fingers, I guess, are your pointer finger and your ring finger. Hold on. I don't understand how two, that's that's one. No, it's so, two because one belongs to one partner and one belongs to the other partner. Okay. So if so, you and I were a partnership, you wouldn't have my, to check like, in with me. Some decisions have... are decisions I get to make without your your input. And picky decisions are decisions you get to make without mine. Okay. You know what I mean? I feel and so yeah. then you. Have, and then we're just coming in toward the middle, right? And then the ring finger and the pointer finger are... Decisions that essentially belong to one partner or the other, mm-hmm. but you should probably weigh in. You should probably get some input. Like, hey, like should we... I shave my beard or not? Mm, no, I, th- I, I think as a woman, I get to weigh in on whether or not your beard goes away. Is it time for me to shave my beard? No, you look amazing with facial hair. Okay. Keep doing everything that you are doing. All right. No. Uh, uh, so sure, maybe maybe should I shave my beard? Probably more like, hey, we need to. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We need to call the exterminator um, because there's some there's a problem. And can, is is that going to be can we afford that right now? Yeah. Okay. Totally, we can. Or whatever. Just decisions that would be like you don't want to kind of sneak have them sneak up on your partner. Mm-hmm. And then of it course the middle the finger. Yeah. Well, it affects the two of you, but it's like Rebecca and I talk about how we have lanes. Right. Like, so it's like just stay in your lane, but you maybe mm-hmm. you need to check in with the other person about what's going on, what's happening this weekend because. Um, you're, oh, here's a good, here's a great one. Rebecca's brother's coming into town this weekend. Typically we reserve that kind of time for, um, uh, just being available for fam- friends and family. But my mm-hmm. favorite comedian is also coming to town this weekend. And so oh. I get to make the decision about whether or not I'm going to go to this show, but I do need to check in with Rebecca because mm-hmm. she's going to have an opinion about it and it's going to inform what I ultimately decide, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be one that, um, it, ultimately it's going to be up to me. And that's just a, that's just a lane that we have established with one another. Yeah. And I think the fifth one is your middle finger. And that's the one that like, you absolutely have to make this decision together. Um, and that is, are we going to have a baby? Are we going to buy this house? Are we going to um, put our kid in private school? You know, I think there's, um, I think when you can understand that there's nuance to decisions that, that, that really challenge these assumptions that we, everything needs to be a compromise then yeah. it helps you it helps you kind of find the gaps or find the places that you really do feel like you need to have your voice heard because i don't have any problem at all with this guy this husband who just wants to be included or just wants to be heard 
mm-hmm. um, or just wants to understand. But but there's a line, right? There's a line of autonomy and independence that needs to be respected for both partners. Right. And that seems like it's that seems like what the what Ruth is running up against each time. Mm-hmm. So. It would be about boundaries, having that conversation, like what you said, there's a line that they're bumping up against mm-hmm. and having some boundaries and having him be able to respect that there are some decisions that his wife can make without checking in. And Which he absolutely knows is true. Mm-hmm. He absolutely knows that's true because she, she doesn't have to ask him whether or not to put conditioner in her hair. Right. You right. know, like... That example or, might seem so silly, but I think that it's, if you were to put that, let's just say like Ruth is doing, uh, you know, if she's practicing with her, with her couple, she's working with them and you have your, your five, you have a whiteboard and you're writing these five things down. And in lane number one is putting conditioner in hair. She does not have to check in with you about that. Uh, going to Ikea and buying a picture frame. He wants, he wants to be consulted on that. However, it, it goes in lane number one, right? It goes in with the conditioner. She doesn't have to check in with him when it comes to buying a picture frame for my Well, I think that's for them to decide, right? Like right. Um, for the couple to decide, because if the, mm-hmm. if the picture frame is $200, then right. maybe it is a big deal. Or if it's a picture frame that they are going to put their family portrait in, maybe he mm-hmm. does. But I think, I think, again, we know that, that there's gradients of, there's gradient consequences, right? And you yeah. kind of have to agree where, where, at what point decision one becomes a decision two, uh huh. You know, like and yeah. and 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 really, is this a three decision? Because you don't know anything at all about private school. Mm-hmm. I've done all the research, and you know, like it. Ultimately, it's going to come down to me. Me, I don't know. I guess that wouldn't be a tough one. Okay, but. here's something I want to talk about because we uh, eventually can, we're going to talk. Let about- me just say this is the this is my point though for the therapist is. Yeah. You've got to you've got to find a way to get outside of the binary conversation. The binary conversation is am I heard or not heard? Am I included or am I not included? Is it a compromise or is it not? Well, it's much more nuanced. It always is. And so right. my five fingers let me get outside of the binary and say it's ridiculous to assume that there's a single rule set that applies to every decision that you have to make. Right. And yeah. and the couple needs to know that, right? They need to know Oh yeah, I mean, he, what if he's at work and he's like, my boss wants me to write a uh, a report on whether or not we should buy this piece of property as a company. Does he have mm-hmm. to call his wife and be like, what do you think? Should I should we buy this piece of property as a company? Right. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense to me. The question is, let's just say, for instance, he's very anxious, and by having her check in. And by having him know constantly what's going on and having kind of like a thumb on the pulse of what's going on in the relationship, he's, he's gaining some sense of control. How much is it her responsibility to ease his anxiety by playing in to what he is asking for? So he wants to be included. Everything needs to be a compromise. And so she's playing into, into his anxiety in order to relieve it for him. What about that? Well, I'm always curious well, how much responsibility is on her to ease his anxiety. So I'll, I'll, I'll flip it over because I think it's not it's not her responsibility. It's her privilege mm. to ease his anxiety. Like mm. the, the the deal is that the couple, a couple wants to protect the relationship from external stress. And if right. anxiety is causing stress on the relationship, she 
it's her, it's her, it's, it's not her, I don't want to say it's her responsibility, but it's her opportunity to come alongside Mm -hmm. him in opposition to the anxiety and say, let's help this go away. I don't think it's in the way that he's forcing, right? Like, tell me everything, include me all the time. It's more like, Hey, what's going on for you? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you, do you need a back rub? Do you need a um, glass of water? Um, Mm. Do you need insight? Do we need to have a different kind of conversation that is helping you keep an eye on the budget or keep an eye on the kids or, you know, um, but I don't think it's a, I mean, it's responsibility, I guess is the word because it's not really anybody else's job, but, but it is a, it is an opportunity to, to bond together against something that's putting undue stress on the relationship, Um, which could be trauma. It could be the kids. It could be finances. It could be job stress. It could be anything, but it's kind of what we talk about in terms of the stress reducing conversation where there's this, um, there's this role that you can play for one another to um, to just for the purpose of reducing stress. Um, Can I just explain just about the stress reducing conversation? Because when I taught um, the seven principles program here locally, it's in Salt Lake with my other co-presenter, Nate, um, he had this amazing analogy. And I think I I might have taught it. Yeah, Yeah, I use it all the time now and it makes perfect sense. And he even said, it's not my analogy. He got it from somebody else. But the stress reducing conversation is this idea that you have all of this external stress to the relationship and you use your partner to be able to kind of come together and help just relieve that tension. You use the relationship as a buffer. If you were to imagine like a boundary or a buffer from your wrapped around your relationship, protecting it from all of this external stress. And the way that you do that is by having a conversation, just talking about what's stressful in your life. And the way that um, I think it just makes perfect sense. Boy, I'm really froggy today. <laughs> is imagine that your your female partner comes home and they have just the worst day and you say, "Honey, how was your day?" And if you were to imagine that you're like holding a garbage can and your partner is just basically throwing up all the stressors of their day into that garbage can and you're holding her hair back and you're rubbing her back, uh, that's what a stress reducing conversation looks like. All you're doing is you're providing a safe space for your partner to unload and just talk about their day. You are not taking on their stress. You are not solving their problem. All you're doing is just rubbing their back and saying, did you get it all out? And they're like, no, and just continue to throw up all of their stress. And then after about 10, 15 minutes, then you can swap roles. And then your partner gets to hold the garbage can while you throw up all of your stressors. And I love that image because you can't do anything for somebody who's throwing up in the moment. You really can't. Yeah. And you can't, you know, sit there. What did you say the last time where you were like, so tell me, like, what did you eat earlier today? No, no, no. I was talking about it. I was like, the the way I use the same metaphor is I say that your wife got too drunk at a party and started throwing up in your, in your friend's bathroom. Okay. And at that point you're not like, well, you shouldn't have drank so much, and I'm going to just uh, – uh, how much sleep did you get, and did you eat anything? Mm-hmm. And No, you're just mm-hmm. like, let me hold your hair. Here's a napkin. Let me get a glass just of water. Get it all out. Yeah. I'm, really, I'm really embarrassed that you're doing this at our friend's house. Like, you don't do that then. Right, <laughs> You right. know? You exactly. do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you do is – right. You just, you're just there to comfort your partner and let them know that you're there, you're present, you're hearing them. And uh, so that's the stress-reducing conversation. Well, and the and main – and the and 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 I think that I like to emphasize this point too is that every conversation that you have, um, well, not every conversation, but in the same way that like 
this decision process is different. Like if I think it's a one and you think it's a four, mm-hmm. well, then we're, we're, we're going to have a hard time uh, uh, like finding stasis. But if I think I'm having a conversation to solve a problem right. and you and all you want is stress reduction and we st- we're starting at different places, then right. then it's going to be a problem. And I think it's really important to make sure that both partners agree what is the purpose of this conversation. Right. So if yeah. he says, I want to understand, I just want to be included and she can go, OK, I want you to understand and I want to include you. We have to make sure that we're talking about the same thing, though, because are we talking about conditioner um, mm-hmm. or are we talking about? something more important like what is going what's going on that that and then now we can level set the conversation and make it about what it's really about which may be about his anxiety not about what she buys at the grocery store yeah or i mean we've talked about this before that it might find that he wants to be included in decision processes and it all involves money in some way small Mm. or large and so what's the meaning of money what's underneath it for him I mean, he maybe it doesn't matter to him whether or not she decides that she wants to go um, camping with her girlfriends over the weekend. It's not going to cost her anything. She's going to be away for a couple of days that maybe he doesn't want to be included in conversations like that. But now all of a sudden it's like, well, actually, we're going to stay in a hotel. Okay, well, how much is that going to cost? Yeah. Now we need to make the decision together. It might be in a, a root cause in money, like the meaning underneath it. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I will say that we have had many a requests, one for longer episodes and two for more dad, unfortunate dad jokes. Mm. So um, this has been a longer episode brought to you by Zach and Laura. Mm -hmm. Zach and Laura. And mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. That's like like the backpack song from Dora. I know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks for um, enlightening us. I really like your five finger example. Um, of the five different types of decisions. It's like a mobster or something, like five finger. Oh, no, that's what it is. Five finger discount when you, when you, when you, uh-huh. when you things. lift something. Did you ever shoplift when you were a kid? I'm just yeah. curious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You 100%. did? Yep. Yeah. I went through a phase. I got caught by um, one of my high school friends. She was working at the Gap and oh. she, and she caught me and I lied my way through it. Yeah. What did you say a couple weeks ago? We're old enough now that if we, if, if we steal something, we can be like, oh, no. Totally oh, forgot. Thank you. For, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly that. And you can get the walking farts and not apologize oh, for geez. it. Jeez, it's all right. Um, totally fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next well, time. I'm gonna. Well, episode sixty nine is a big one. So if you're listening to this episode, stay tuned because we're super excited for our guest that's coming up on episode sixty nine. And it's super sized. It's like it's like it's like really long. It's extra long. But it's really good. Yeah. And okay. we have our uh, sponsor. So super cool. All right on. So shout out to, uh, thanks again to Dustin and uh, his, son. his son and to Ruth for her thoughtful email. Hope that's okay. Go ahead and send us online. some dad jokes. We don't have to have Zach come up with his own. Send us your own dad jokes and we'll read them online. Right on. All right. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I've said it a lot and I want to continue to let you know that we are very excited to host you for our marriage workshop in Seattle, Washington on June 8th and 9th. It's a Saturday evening from 6 to 9 p.m. and a Sunday from 9 until 3 In our marriage workshop, first of all, you get to hang out with Zach and myself, but we are going to be giving you all of our tidbits, all of the research, all of the tools when it comes to deepening your intimacy having amazing conversation with your partner, managing conflict, and how to plan for the future so that your relationship doesn't grow stale. 
If you want to register for this workshop, go to marriagetherapyradio.com and click on the tab that says workshops. I just want to give you a heads up though. We have a smaller venue. We wanted this workshop to be more intimate. So we are limiting the number to 15 couples. We already have a bunch of people signed up, and I want to make sure that if you're interested, June 8th and 9th is a beautiful time to visit Seattle. If you've never been, now is the time to register. We hope to see you there. Thanks so much for putting your time and your energy into making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.